0: Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show Podcast. My name is Kirk Barrett, where I get to bring you the coolest stuff from the greatest thinkers in dentistry to help you create a better practice and a better life. And today I have one of my dear friends on. Her name is Zanya Winans. And we talk about why dental marketing really works and what you need, what you need to do in order to make it really work. And uh, you're gonna see she is a brilliant straight shooter and she shares her formula that you can use in order to make your dental marketing work. So make sure you check it out. I know you'll enjoy it and we'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron where I get to bring you great stuff to improve your thinking so you can have a better practice and a better life. And I've got one of my dear friends on today. She's brilliant. And we're going to examine the question. The ever, never ending question is what and why does marketing work or how does it work in a dental practice with Zanya Winans, who is the CEO founder of Golden Proportions Marketing. Zanya, thanks for being on.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, now you're not a bragger, but I'm gonna brag for you. Is I'm just gonna tell you guys, she's been on the show many, many times. And if you've ever heard this amazing woman or had a chance to experience her, she's really one of my favorite people in all of dentistry because she's always been there for me. I call her when I get stressed. Actually, I call her when I get sick. And I've only I had I had pneumonia. And one of the few times I've ever missed a lecture and I could have called a lot of people, but I called Zanya. I go, um, I got a temperature. I think it's about 104. Doctor says I can't go. Can you do this? She's like, it would be my pleasure. I'm like, what? So um, I just really appreciate you. So
1: That was actually a really cool experience. I'm so glad that you asked me to do that. I felt so bad for you because I know at the time, We were doing a marketing class together for everybody. And I don't know how you were standing on the stage functioning because my God, you you were so sick at the time, you poor thing.
0: Hey, it was a great experience for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, thank you so much. But uh, let's start here because we're going to dive deep into the whole marketing thing. Because you guys, if you're listening, we want you to get the most out of this. Marketing is crazy important. And um, it works when you do a few things. But Zanya, tell everybody, I want everybody to know who you are if they've never heard you. Give us a little bio on what you do.
1: Um, gosh, well, I think I've been doing this so long, I could do it in my sleep. So I'm a marketer at heart. Um, I've had golden proportions marketing for 21 years and change my God. It's like a legal adult. It's that old. Um, And so golden proportions is a full service dental marketing agency. And I got into this particular niche because I happened to meet this handsome guy in dental school like literally 30 years ago. And uh, helped him with his practice. And then out of that, an agency was born. And it's kind of neat because we've been, we've helped literally thousands and thousands of doctors around the country to grow their practices and attract the right kind of patients.
0: Yeah, you've done more than that. You've also helped me in my company. And um, when it comes all things marketing. Now, a couple of things just transparently. So this is what I do. And I'll give you guys a couple of secrets. You always have to have good, you know, colleagues, friends, mentors, coaches, and Zanya is truly one of them for me. And so we share a lot of, you know, I don't know if they're necessarily secrets, but coaching back and forth. And so, um, and then you and I were talking about the book Traction and just how it has such an impact on the on each one of our organizations. So if you haven't read it, I'm gonna encourage you to read it, it is fantastic. Some people refer, refer to it as sophomoric and too simple. I would disagree because it's written at my intellect level, which is what I need, it simple black and white. I don't need a whole bunch of stories, I just need to know what to do and why. And one of the questions that Gina Wickman asks in the book, which is one of the eight essential questions of how do you build a razor clear vision is you, what is your marketing plan? But let's go into the whole, you know, and we're going to talk about that, but let's let's go into the what and why is marketing so important in a dental practice. And I'll just, maybe I'll just ask you some really, so you're going to ask me questions. I'm also going to ask you questions. But again, what makes marketing work in a dental practice? If you were to sit back and go, listen, I have done this a lot of times with with dentists. What do you think really makes it work in dentistry?
1: That is such a broad question um i i'm gonna say marketing works what makes it work um a plan obviously you know i'm a fan of plans because mm-hmm. when you have a plan you know where you're going you know what direction you're headed in and it it really forces you to follow a step by step by step process that's how marketing works it's I think people think of marketing as like this super creative people walking around in black turtlenecks and just, you know, the Apple kind of minds of the world that it's super creative. But honestly, a lot of marketing is really comes down to numbers. It's, it's very scientific, so the thing that works the best in marketing is. Having a plan, tracking what you're doing, reacting to the numbers, it's really kind of the boring side of marketing, but that's what makes it work, is being able to measure it. And from there, then you continue to adjust and adjust and adjust your strategies till you kind of find that perfect sweet spot.
0: Yeah. And so I have the attention span of a goldfish or less. And so you know what you're saying doesn't work for me or didn't work for me early in my career. It's like all the data stuff. No, I need a cool video. Actually, I need a flashy website. No, it's going to be an awesome logo or some amazing ad campaign that we're going to create that's going to do this. But what you're saying is exactly true. You know, getting your value proposition, your core purpose is really important because once you get that locked in, now all your motions can go through the lens of that. And you can also measure against those things because it gets expensive, Zanya, after a while if you're just throwing money at the wall. And I've done it more than anybody. I think I've thrown more away than it's actually worked for me. So um, I don't even know where I'm going with that, but I, I don't want you guys to make the same mistake.
1: You are exactly like every other dentist out there. I mean, it is so common, those shiny objects you just talked about, the like super cool marketing videos and a flashy website, all of that stuff looks really good, which is why it has our attention in the first place. And and you did it, every doctor does it, and you can burn through a lot of money just chasing that next shiny object because it looks good. And then they end up frustrated with marketing. Marketing doesn't work. When in reality it's just that you're sort of like taking this shotgun approach and there's just ideas all over the place instead of following one solid predictable plan. Yeah. And I, I think marketing is incredibly effective if it's done right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, also too, a little history lesson. You know, you used to be able to compete on all levels. Then we had this thing called the pandemic and then everybody leaned heavy into digital. I don't know if I've ever seen so much digital marketing come at me so fast so plentiful with so many different messages. So you can't afford to just spend money in any direction. And the things that we latch onto more than ever are authentic things. And so, again, back to making this all work, I don't know if you would agree. And, again, this, you're the show, sorry, the show. But, like, I think if you're somebody listening, you got to figure out who you are, what it is that you do, Why do you do it? And then, like you said, get some metrics together to say, hey, listen, we're going to spend some money, we're going to invest some money, we're going to expect an ROI, and we got to make sure that it's working on a regular basis. Or you'll default to my second worst behavior, which is anecdotal, you know, decision making based on what I think. And sometimes it's based on colors or fonts, (laughs) things like that, that have no bearing on whether or not this is working.
1: Well, you know what, though, that brings up a really good point. So like the colors, the fonts, those things that you're naturally attracted to. And you mentioned one of my favorite words, authenticity. This is the heart of what really makes numbers work after you get past the number or makes marketing work once you get past the numbers. So we have this process that we call um, kind of identifying This sort of goes hand in hand with the scientific part of me, identifying your marketing DNA. So think about it. like. Every single human being that is walking and talking out there looks different, sounds different. They style themselves differently, they act different, but we're all made up of the same core DNA, Mm -hmm. yet we're all completely different. So when it comes to marketing, part of what we do is identify what that DNA is so that you can get your true authenticity. So the D stands for your direction, which is your goals, your, you know, your vision for the practice, where do you want it to go? What kinds of patients do you want to attract? So like, you've got to understand your direction to know where you're going. But then the end of your DNA, it's your needs. That's the, it could be digital marketing, it could be your website. It could be a Google ads campaign or social media but it could also be things like, how do we get our patients reactivated in the practice? Or how do we make sure that we are retaining the ones that we have? Or how do we get them to be like incredible advocates for us and go tell all of their friends and family members, you gotta go see this doctor. So that's the N, but then the A, this is where it really comes in. The A are your attributes. The attributes are the things that make you and your practice uniquely you, that is, the fonts that you mentioned, the colors you're attracted to, yeah. the authenticity and pulling that out of a practice, that's what makes a practice really stand out in the market. Because you're right with this, like all digital age, everybody's got a website, everybody's yeah. got Google ads, everybody's got social media. So what makes a patient pick you? It's understanding your DNA.
0: Yeah, this is awesome. So go back to this when you see DNA. So don't skirt over the direction. I think I would say that right away because a lot of people just don't know. You know, you would think most dentists do know where they want to go, but they actually don't. I have more conversations than I can count where people are like, I'm not sure where I want to be. And it gets more complex when they bring in partners. Like, is your end game to sell this? Do you want to ratchet up the PPOs? Do you want to sell to a big thing? Are you just trying to keep it to be a great? Great organization and practice for the next couple of years. Those are super important questions that have to be m- nailed out before you even go to work on the needs, whether it be digital or signage, right? Yep.
1: I mean, it's exactly like anybody who's read Traction since you and I are such big fans of it. The first part of the book is about understanding your vision what is it? Where do you want this practice to go or or your business or my business? And that's the direction. If you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there, as they yeah. say. And, and you're right. I talk to doctors all the time. And when you try and pull goals out of them, it's like nobody's really had the time to stop and think about it. They're just in this day to day, making sure the schedule is full, answering the phones, paying the bills that they almost forget to get out of what they're doing and look at where they're going.
0: Yeah, and and actually I'll go back to the whole digital thing. So if you're a dentist and you pay attention to social media or any type of marketing, you now know that there's anyone out there who's anybody trying to sell you a vision on what you can do with your, you can have nine practices or how about this commercial? I'm gonna give you a commercial. You guys have a whole heard this one. Are you tired of running a dental practice? Are you tired of dealing with people? Would you like to get back to just doing dentistry again and get rid of all of the headaches? Who's going to say no to those three questions? Do you know what I mean? Well, you can sell your practice to us and we can own the majority of it and you can go back to being a dentist and it allows you to give, get yourself equity again. What you don't know is that someone else owns you now, you know? So like I'm biased about this now and that's okay because everybody has an opinion But part of the reason you became a dentist is is to have that freedom. The reason I say that is that your direction is crazy important or the only thing that will satisfy you not being clear is the word more. You're just going to want more patients, more facility, more team members, more ops. And that is a dangerous proposition before we actually get to the needs part of it. So move on to the needs part. Like, so, okay, let's say I got one practice or just two. Heck, two sounds bad if you don't have the one. Right. But like, so let's say I got one practice and you deal with the same type of dentist that we deal with. They're actually pretty good practices. They're just they're just kind of stuck. Right. They're at this place where they they've gotten it to a certain place and now they don't know how to make it any better. Would you agree?
1: Well, yeah, because, again, they're sort of living in the moment of just the the day to day of showing up to work and being able to get out at the end of the day without being too exhausted and breaking your back. So once they start to figure out that direction, then they can get some clarity around what do I need to get me moving in that direction and right now i think most doctors tend to approach it completely backwards they go for that shiny object i need a new website i need to be doing something on social media without knowing what direction they're headed in and is that the right strategy and how to use that strategy the right way to actually get them there i mean everybody has a website everybody has social media. So how do you make sure that that one I think really communicates what is unique about your practice? Is that the right method for you to use? Yeah, There's a lot of different things you can do in digital and we all kind of get stuck in just doing the same thing over and over again. Website, Facebook, Instagram, um, Google My Business, and there's a lot more out there tactically.
0: Yeah. And I know we're going to speak in generalizations, but I know on a, a needs side, let's say I'm a dentist and I've got a pretty good practice, 1.5 million. I'm just kind of stuck. I'm not sure. Typically in a situation like that, where do most of the needs fall for a practice like that?
1: Um, well, for, for a practice like that, it, it so depends on what their goal is. But often those practices I find are looking for a certain type of patient to come into the practice. They don't want 50 to 100 new patients every single month. It's just too much. They want to get comprehensive full mouth patients. They want implant cases. They want Invisalign case starts. So the media is going to be um, things like Google paid search, um, Facebook ads, um, doing some interesting social media campaigns that get people engaged with the message of what it is you're selling and why they should pick you. So. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say specifically without knowing more information about this or fictitious practice, Yeah, but everybody can use the same tactics. It's right. more about how you put them together that makes a patient stop and say, I want this practice versus this one.
0: Yeah. I'm totally picking up what you're putting down because I felt it when you were saying it. And so if you're listening, like, you know, this, you know, we're big in the PPO conversation right now. And I've had a lot of conversations with dentists. And look, the bottom line is this, how many of your patients pay full fee for what you do? That's the bottom line question. And so when you're talking about marketing, you're looking for the discriminating patient that values dentistry, that wants to reach into their pocket possibly and values their oral health, values what you do and is willing to pay beyond the do you take my insurance question for most offices? And so finding that type of patient, your messaging has got to be clear. It's got to be authentic. It's got to be a reflection of who you are because if I have money to spend and I value my oral health, I'm building a mental picture of who you are and I have this discrepancy immediately If your customer service is lousy, if the reception area is messy, you know, if it's just one of those things where you have these detectors that go off and maybe I'm going too deep into this, but like, um, it's one of those things. Now I want to move on to the A and then we're going to go deeper into the other questions, but let's talk about attributes. So give me some specifics on attributes. So if, if I'm a dental practice owner, what, what would we be looking at here?
1: Okay, so the attributes, this is where it all comes together. When you're identifying the DNA of a practice, it is truly about what makes you unique. So we have this really cool set of creative questions that we ask doctors that are kind of almost like a rapid fire, yes, no, give me an answer, gut instinct level questions that tell us who they are. Like Kirk, we're asking them questions legitimately. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be? what brands they gravitate to, if they're going furniture shopping, it gives you an idea of their style. Mm -hmm. And so how do you bring that style out in a way that's gonna resonate with that patient who has elective dollars to spend? Is it high end? Is it approachable? Is it, are you a practice that's like fun and enjoyable to come into where there's just loud music and people are having a lot of fun and more like my husband's practice was. but understanding that underlying personality and that it's okay to tap into it because that's what patients are buying they're not walking in the door buying somebody who is just trying to get them in and out as quickly as possible and just collect as many insurance dollars as they can when they're spending elective dollars on implants and invisalign and and full mouth they're buying the person in the practice as much as they're buying the work that you're doing for them.
0: Yeah, I love make it. Sense? it makes perfect sense. So let's say, how long does it take to get through the DNA process typically for a dentist? I mean.
1: Um, uh, honestly, maybe about a week, week and a half. It, okay. It's not difficult. I mean, on well, on our perspective, it's not difficult because we've done it so many times, but it's fascinating when we get to that DNA at the end, What we hear from doctors all the time is you actually see me. You're like the first marketing company that has heard me and they didn't even know what they wanted to tell us before it's more asking the right questions to get to that core DNA so that we can communicate that in their marketing. In the same website in the same social media that everybody else uses but make sure it's very different
0: yeah so let's say i I, I would be one of your craziest clients because you know i'm already one of you let's say i get through this dna process pretty well and you and your amazing team start helping me and we launch a plan let's talk about what makes it work and what makes it not work because i would imagine everybody goes in with great intentions if best case scenario, it works, what's happening, and let's say it doesn't work, can you describe both of those scenarios?
1: Well, usually the what makes it work um, is having um, accessibility. Mm-hmm. When somebody has responded to your message, they want to see you soon. They don't wanna have to wait eight weeks to get a new patient appointment. So they're looking for someone who is as excited to see them as you are to see the practice right so that means answering the phone quickly uh, making sure that your schedule is available for appointments that the doctor spends more than five minutes in a cursory exam with a new patient when they come in they're literally looking for you're excited to see me and i think that has so much to do with marketing that someone has decided they're ready to buy from you and a lot of doctors put up these like these roadblocks almost on purpose that I'm not gonna take your insurance, even if that shouldn't be a roadblock. Somebody somebody, come in regardless of whether or not you take their insurance or they'll put up a roadblock of how long it takes to get in or I'm too important to spend a lot of time talking to you. So honestly, what makes marketing work once the phone starts ringing is what happens in the practice.
0: Yeah, that's so cool because I learned this the hard way, the consistency word matters. Now, tell me if you would disagree with this. Even if you have crappy marketing or crappy, it's good to be consistent first. We don't want anybody to have lousy marketing or (laughs) lousy systems. But being consistent is crazy important whether it be podcasting, whether it be marketing digitally. And I've heard that so many times. Even if you're going to produce video, don't worry about it being good. Just be consistent. The consistency creates this flywheel and you can improve it over time. Can you speak to that?
1: Uh, I would agree completely. Um, We get so caught up in getting it perfect that we never get started on it in the first place. Um, I mean, I'm sure the very first podcast that you did, how would you rate it compared to how you're doing today?
0: This is how I read. <laughs> exactly. I think I tripped over the wires. It fell apart. It took us seven times to do it. And then we sent it out and nobody listened to it at all. So I was like, okay. And even the first video that we ever did, you couldn't hear it. It was all. And then I met the guy from Wistia, um, Chris Savage. And he was like, listen, listen. Shoot video, make it crappy, and I'm like, "You're like the best." Why would you say that? He said, "Because you won't stay there by doing it over and over again. You'll force yourself to get better. You also start to create, you know, a certain level of following." And then he also gave me one more thing, and he said, "You're making this too hard." I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "You're spending all this time and energy trying to be creative. Don't just keep talking about the things that you care about. What's gonna..." make this all work is that you're going to attract people that care about the same things. And he was brilliant in like understanding those components. And that's what you guys do so well.
1: Well, and that makes total sense because I think practices, they look at their marketing as though they're supposed to get that perfect patient, just like in a perfect world, you would have had a perfect first podcast. Like that's what they want right out of the gate. Instead of looking at, let's bring people in, let's find out, how this experience goes, how do we continue to refine it? How do we tweak our messaging? So we get an even better patient, but some practices, they just sort of put the brakes on too quickly. Instead of that consistency, as you're talking about, just keep doing it, keep refining it. Marketing is a process of optimization. Frankly, everything that we do in life is a process of optimization. That's how you got to be as good as you are in your podcast and how good as we are in marketing.
0: Yeah. So other things, what are some other pitfalls? Like, here's my, I love this question. What do most dentists get wrong about marketing? Cause you get people coming to you going, look, I need help. Can you just fix all of this? What do you have some of these conversations? If a dentist listening that's thinking this way, what do they normally get wrong?
1: Um, so the first thing they get wrong is um, the shiny object. Like they, they have heard, I've got the perfect solution from a friend of theirs. Somebody did a postcard, a Facebook campaign or whatever, and that is the silver bullet strategy. That's the only thing that's going to work. I need to follow what this guy did. And they think they know the answer to their problem and they just need somebody to build it for them. Right. And that, that's one of the biggest things they get wrong because your practice and somebody else's practice are completely different. You have different patients. You live in a different area. You're different types of people. So it's not going to work the same for everybody. That's the first thing they get wrong. Uh, second thing, and this is just the easiest thing in the world. You and I've talked about this a million times, how they answer the phone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How do they answer the phone? What kind of conversations do they have with patients on the other end of the line? You go to all this effort to make the phone ring and then we just put up another obstacle for people and make it hard for them to get in and see you and find out what you're like.
0: Yeah. It's so true because there are companies that are built on this, but there's a lot of times where you could just put a new voice on the phone somewhere and it's wild how much better your schedule can be. Now, it's not always the person, it's the mindset, it's the system. So if you're a dentist listening and you're not happy with your phones, it's not about firing somebody and getting somebody new. It's like, this is your phone. You've got to protect it, have the right mindset. You're going to have somebody answer that phone. It'll be a different person probably for the rest of your career, their ability to see your vision, answer it, reflect your vision, talk like you want them to talk and guide patients to the right spots in your schedule. It's game changing. There are a lot of people, a lot of people that could just, their lives could be better if they just had better phone skills. So I love it. Love it.
1: Um, The other big thing I would say that doctors do that makes marketing bad or ineffective is they just sort of divorce themselves from the process they hand it off to somebody else in the practice. Well, that's your business. It is supposed to reflect who you are and you can't just like assign that to an assistant and hope they're gonna get it right. You've gotta participate in the process and, and be passionate about what it is you're doing because Every decision you make is a reflection of what you want and where you want to be going. You can't put that in somebody else's hands. So I think that's one of the biggest ways they get in their own way.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with that. You just can't write a check and hope it all goes away. We see it in our business too. Like if you're buying coaching as a gift to your team, this is a waste of money. Like you're the one that's gotta be involved in this process so that everything gets better. I do wanna ask you just about analytics or ROI. And you and I get a chance to talk about this a lot, but this is a really important thing. If you were to say, these are some analytics you should pay attention to, or at least dollar for dollar ROI. No, I know you guys track this. That's why I'm asking. Is like, if I'm going to invest in marketing and I'm all in and I'm gonna do the DNA process, what are my expectations around an investment in an ROI? Like any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, absolutely, because we, we have this data for hundreds of practices. Um, once a strategy gets going, and I'm, I'm saying that because you can't just launch a new website and expect ROI overnight. You're looking at the lifetime value of that patient. Usually, let's say we're doing um, a website and search engine optimization. You should expect five to seven like so 500 to 700% return on your investment in year one. By year two, you're at like a 1200% return on your investment. By year three, it's around 17, 1800% and it only grows and grows exponentially from there. So website, that's a slam dunk. SEO is an investment in long-term return on investment, but my God, you will never walk away from it once it starts working, it's so good. Strategies like paid search, like Google ads, if you're doing it right, um, honestly, you could easily have a six hundred to nine hundred percent return on investment within the first year or two, just like SEO it takes a little time to get working um, but the ROI is there i mean it's measurable for pretty much everything that you do, from you know reviews to even social media has some return on investment, depending on what it is you're trying to measure
0: yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to, you didn't know I was going to ask you about this, but I'm going to brag on you for a little bit because we had a conversation about a week ago. You have developed a game changing software. There's nothing like it in dentistry where you can actually track analytics. You can measure performance on phone calls. So if you're just well, how the heck would you gather any of this information? This is why she's so brilliant. You can, you can audit those calls. Like you have incredible intelligence and data around that. And it works with how many software, can you just speak to what that is and what it's does
1: sure so it's called smart market dental um, and i started building this probably seven f- seven years ago a long time ago um, because i am obsessed with making sure that i'm delivering the best possible product to my clients and it creates transparency at a level that every doctor should be demanding from their marketing agency you want to see for every dollar that i spend what am i getting back for it So we use a couple of different components. We use call tracking technology, which most agencies do now, but every single call that comes in from your marketing is automatically scored and graded by artificial intelligence, which weirdly has proven to be way more reliable than the humans who used to screen things. Why?
0: Are there just patterns that are more recognizable by technology?
1: It's just a matter of AI continues to learn. It was fascinating Mm -hmm. because we put over a million phone calls through the system while we were developing it, and it starts to recognize patterns in what patients are asking about and how that's going to lead to a conclusion. And so even if a human being were sitting on the other end of the line, listening to the call and trying to decide new patients scheduled, not scheduled, you know, Humans are fallible, they, they click the wrong button, they interpret things, they listen with half an ear. AI doesn't, AI does the same thing over and over and over again and continues to learn and get better. So every single call gets scored automatically. Um, and then we connect with over 50 different practice management software platforms. So I can tell you every call that came in, what was the result of the call, connect it to a patient record, tell you the value of that patient, and show you your return on investment in literally in real time. It, it forces us to be better because we can't hide behind bad results. It's right there. If it's not working, that's on us to fix it, but it's also a great opportunity for you to see how to help your team get better and better at converting the leads that you have. Yeah. Why marketing if they're not going to become patients, right?
0: Yeah, and I'm just going to tell you guys, it's absolutely remarkable for so many different reasons. Um, number one, it takes all the anecdotal decision making and just throws it away because you can now look at and see what performance is. Your team can also use it from in real time learning. So it's not about being big brother and you know like spying on them whenever they're making. Vote. These team members can actually use this as coaching, and you can work side by side with them to improve their performance. You're going to find anyone that really wants to get better, they're going to want to know how to get better. And so you can copy best practices, especially if you have multiple people. You can also see the effectiveness of some of the ad campaigns. Now, this is way over my head, but I don't know how that works. And for me, for years, it's just been like throwing money at it and hoping the, but you can see dollar for dollar, click for click, the return on dollars that are spent with those campaigns, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And when you can document that and show it to a client, they feel more relaxed about what they've invested in. They're not kind of freaked out and panicky about, you know, is my marketing working? It allows them to stop and relax and pay attention to the patient experience because they can trust the results that they're getting. It's it's basically, it's black and white. The results are there or they're not, and it makes for a much better experience for the doctors.
0: Yeah, and speaking about much better experiences, I'm just gonna say this about you too also you're a straight shooter. You don't always tell me what I want to hear. I, you know, and if you're an entrepreneur and you're just tired of being surrounded by people that are just trying to sell you things and tell you what you want to hear, Zanya is not going to do that. And so, um, I love this. We're going to talk about the marketing course that you're going to be doing here in September, which is amazing. And the last one that you did, you actually did a website report and did a top to bottom thing. And I think I had the lowest grade in the entire room. So, like, it's graded on, like, how easy it is to find, read, search, all that stuff. And so, uh, on September 15th and 16th here in Milwaukee at our state-of-the-art training center, you're going to be doing six steps to success, developing your ideal dental marketing strategy. What, I'm going to challenge you. If I come to this, what the heck am I going to learn? And please don't tell me it's going to be two days of fluff and you're going to sell me a bunch of stuff. Please. What is it about?
1: You know me, I don't do fluff. I right. I am like, I believe in Monday morning information that when you are out of this class come Monday morning, there are things you can start doing immediately. I like people to have implementable strategies. So what we're going to do is I'm going to take doctors and teams through the entire marketing plan development process, what these six steps are. So the the steps of setting your goals and understanding your baselines, the steps of How do I set a budget? What's the right amount of budget? Where should this budget go? And then what are the actual strategies? Looking at everything from creating brand awareness in your community, um, making the phone ring, making sure the phone gets converted into new patients. Make sure that you're keeping those patients in the practice. So we're gonna talk about the new patient experience and retention. Um, And then we're gonna kind of take them through the final steps, which is, measuring it, improving it, and making sure you've got that return on investment. By the time people walk out, they are gonna have an actual plan. They're gonna have a calendar, a plan of attack. So they come Monday morning, they know what they're doing. They have a direction, they know what their needs are, and we're also gonna help them uncover their attributes. So they'll know their DNA by the time they're done.
0: Yeah. So if if you're interested in not spending the rest of your career guessing at it all, it's a two day course, right? Now go back to this. You said teams. If I'm a doctor, do I bring people with me? Am I coming by myself? What do I do?
1: Well, the doctor definitely needs to be there. Um, but if they have a strong person on their team that kind of co runs the practice with them, so an office manager, or sometimes it's uh, an assistant or something like that, where they're really involved in the marketing process, it's absolutely valuable to bring them along. I wouldn't bring everybody on the team, You know, while they all have a little impact on marketing, I just go all in on the people who are gonna direct and lead the strategy for the practice.
0: I love it. I love it. So we're going to post a link. I highly encourage you guys to check it out. I promise you, you will love it. I read those reviews over and over and over again. And Zanya gets stellar reviews whenever she does a course with us. So if you're listening on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, you can just flip up to the notes. You're going to see a link, not only to Zanya's information and her great company, but you also see links to the course. You can check it out. And even if you just have a question, you could just reach out to Zanya and she'll help you every step of the way. But Zanya, any last thoughts you have on what marketing is and why it works or why it doesn't work in dentistry? Uh,
1: last thoughts, I think the best thing to do is you know figure out what works for you and for your practice. And the best way to do that is to go to the course. Everybody is gonna know their actual DNA by the time they're done and it's gonna make them so much more confident In where they're spending their marketing dollars, no matter who they're working with.
0: Yeah. And I'll just say this, I'm still trying to figure out who I am. So it's not like one of those, things. I would say your DNA changes as you age too, because what's important to you when you're 35, isn't always the same thing that's important to you when you're 50 or 52. And if you're like me and you start to age, it's all about joy and having more time now. But like, I get it. Everybody's at different phases. We have young dentists. They're like, I just got to get this working. And then I have people that are in the middle of their career and they're like, no, I got to get this turned in the direction I want. And then we have people who are like, no, I want to finish well. So remember, your career is always evolving. Your team's always evolving. Your message should be evolving with your core purpose, core vision, all that kind of stuff. So check this out and make sure um, you join us. But Tanya, thank you so much for being on.
1: My pleasure. It was fun. Thank you.
0: Yeah. It's always fun having you here. So stick around. I say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today, do us a favor. Just hit the share button, share with your friends. And uh, if all things marketing or even not marketing if you have other questions, send them to us. You guys send these requests to me. They're fantastic. I have stacks of them. I have so much work to do. I will have Zanya back over and over again and we'll ask her the tough questions in marketing and get the answers straight from the expert. But until we see you guys next time, keep watching or keep listening to the best practices show. We'll see you guys soon.